Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Julius Adewumi of the Gospel Distribution Ministry. This is the day the Lord has made. I want to continue the book of Daniel chapter 11 and 12 and believe I could wrap it up in chapter 12 in this broadcast. But this is very interesting. If you have been following this radio broadcast, you should have learned a lot. And what I want to talk to right now is to point to some key verses from the prophecy that the angel, the angel Gabriel gave to Daniel in the book of Daniel chapter 11. Some key verses that prophesied of what will be happening between kings as they are trying to negotiate for peace. That they will be telling lies to one another. I'll point to Daniel chapter 11 verse 27. Now this is particularly talking about the king of the north and the king of the south. Like I said, this is north of Israel and south of Israel. So without going to more detail, but India has gone to a lot of detail in this chapter 11. You have to read it and study it yourself and go and study history to be able to understand it. Because there's a other other writers that have written some histories that they probably be that are putting these prophecies to mean that they happen in the days of in the days just after Christ. While some other believers in this generation are thinking these are prophecies that could also be talking about the future end of the world. And here is what we can see here. An example is this. It said in verse 27, Daniel chapter 11, as I read, it said, And both these kings, he's talking about the kings that are negotiating for peace, and we're talking about the king of the north and the king of the south. The both these kings' hearts shall be to do mischief, and they shall speak lies at one table, but shall not prosper, for yet the end shall be at the time appointed. Now, just think about that. Let's talk about in this generation we have heard about america and russia trying to negotiate for peace treaties or disarmament where they wanted to make a, a, a treaty that destroy all your nuclear weapons and we will destroy all our nuclear weapons and things like that but the same the same thing with the north and the south in the generation of the roman empire and the Egyptian empire trying to make some peace or we can bring this prophecy to say it's actually prophesied at the end of the world or between the israelis and the palestinians that have been negotiating for peace over the years that both of these kings heart will be to do mischief in their heart they are not giving they're not ready to give in to anything but they wanted to behave as if they are talking peace and you can see that between the palestinians and the israelis you can see that between the western americans and the russians all these years they are negotiating on the table the has already said kings two kings will be doing that over and over again talk, and they are speaking lies to one another when they in their heart know that they are not going to do exactly what they are saying but they wanted to sign an agreement that you destroy your own weapons we destroy our weapons so that there will be peace but it said they telling lies then he went further he said again in in verse 31 is another prophecy that people believe could have occurred in the days when the roman empire took and destroyed the temple of jerusalem Verse 31 says, An arm shall stand on his path, talking of the, on the path of the king of the north, we believe, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength. That is, in the days of the Roman Empire, they actually tried to pollute the temple, but the Jews resisted it. And it went for, I said, They shall take away the daily sacrifice. That is, when they stopped the, worship, the worshiping of the God of, uh, of, the, of the Israelites, the God of Israel in the temple. Actually, in the end, they actually destroyed that temple. But he prophesied here they will take away the daily sacrifice and they shall place the abomination that make it desolate. That is, they started wanting people to worship Caesar. In that generation, they tried to make people to worship Caesar. So the Jews were also persecuted by the Romans. 
just like the other persecuted the Christians at, 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 at uh, in the end, but they actually the first persecuted the Jews, and after the Jews were scattered, then the persecution came again against the true believers in Christ. You see, so this are be prophesied, and it went further by the angel continuing and saying. In verse 32, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. And what this occurred in most of the time, you see the Roman Empire trying to make Herod. Herod was claiming to be the king of the Israelis, but he was not because he didn't believe in their covenant of Moses. And so you can say Herod fulfilled that power where he said he was against the covenant and they corrupt him. The Romans corrupted Herod and make him by flattery they corrupted the king Herod. And he became part of the Roman Empire, afflicting the Jews himself. So, but the people that do know they are God shall be strong and do exploits. And that was the reason why the Jews didn't believe in King Herod. They didn't follow him. The, Jew, the people that are called the Jews in Judea, they didn't really believe that Herod was their king. So they rejected Herod to be their king. And Herod was more or less against the does not they, they claimed that Herod was not a, a Jew that was why they didn't follow him but Herod wanted to say well uh, he, was, he was part Jew or part or, or something and Herod aligned himself with the Roman Empire and that they made him king and because of that he became like a corrupted king oppressing the Jews also now he said they that understand among the people shall instruct many yet they shall fall by the sword and by flame that's where persecution rose up against the Jews and in the end against the Christians. He's talking about persecution right now when he said they did not understand we fall by a sword and by flame and by captivity and by spoil many days. The Christians were persecuted by Rome over the time of the apostles and up for almost 200 years after that. They were persecuting the Christians, throwing them in the flame, burning them at stake, crucifying many believers and that is what the angel prophesied here that they were persecuting in verse 33 and 34. And said, Now when they shall fall, they shall be open with a little hell, but many shall cleave to them with flatteries. And that also occurred to the Christians, where they are, where it look as if another, another emperor kind of rose up and tried to lessen the punishment upon the believers. But in the end, what happened again? Another Roman Empire took over, or Papacy took over, and started persecuting Christians again. And he claimed that they are the only church, and they persecuted Christians for a long time also in Europe, using the power of the emperor or the power of the papacy that have control over the government. And that was still part of the persecution that went on for another 200 years. And some of them of understanding shall fall to try them and to purge and to make them white even to the time of the end. So that continue for a long time because it is yet for a time appointed. Now, after that, the angel went for that to talk about the kings that rise up and begin to fight this battle. Now, jump again to where it begins to wind up as the end of the world is coming to, to him because the angel was giving us a snapshot of what was happening in the world governments against governments over the years all through for another 1000 years until it's coming to the end at the end of the world look at verse 40 and I have described in the earlier chapter where I talk about verse 38 that the angel was talking about the God the king that will be rising up and forgetting the God of his fathers that is verse 37 and that seem, seems to be talking about the whoever was the ruler of Israel as a nation Israel in that, in that generation and that is talking more of this generation that we are in here in verse 37 says neither shall he regard the God of his fathers that's talking about the God of Abraham 
that whoever was king of Israel is no more regarding the God of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. He said, but in his estate shall he honor the God of forces. That is where they begin to invest a lot of money in nuclear weapons and in armament, and not really in the God of financial power. They trust more in their nuclear weapons and their guns and their machinery rather than in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and God of David that shows wonders through supernatural power. And that is being, sub being summarized here in the book of Daniel. That the, a God whom their father does not know shall he or not with gold and silver and with precious stones. That's a lot of investment in the God of forces, in the nuclear weapons. That's like a God to them where they are building up weapons to keep themselves alive to keep their nation alive and what Satan said then so shall he do in the most stronghold with a strange God the, the angel keep calling it a God you know, because anything that you worship is a God whether it's just studying books it could become your God if that's what you are making to your priority when the government of a nation begins to make their major priority is investing in the military investing in the nuclear weapons and they are building some big big machinery that become their God their idol and that's what the angel was saying. They are not trusting the supernatural power of the true and living God. So the angel said, uh, the God that their father never knew is whom they are worshipping and increasing with glory and with goods. And shall cause them to rule over many and shall divide the land for gain. Verse 40 says, at the time of the end, now after all those continue for years, there will be kind of skibbishes or peace or whatever it is. But at the end, this is what will happen at the end. Verse 40. At the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him. Now the king of the south will be like the Arabs, south of Israel, Arabs and the Egyptians. That's the south of Israel. They will push at him, means that there will be another war between the Israelis and the Arabs that we that we start this world war. Because it's going to describe a world war right now. He said at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him, which means he is at the center. And that's why we say the, the last king is talking about here is the king that is ruling over Israel. So the king of the south will push at him. The king of the north will come against him like a flood, like a wild wind. And that looked like, no, like, like a United Nations. The king of the north will be like Russia and, uh, and some Eastern Europeans. But he, he didn't mention the west. And I didn't mention the east also. But he's going to mention the east in a moment. And he went for I said, and the king of the east of the north shall come against him like a wild wind with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships and he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over he shall enter also into the glorious land that's the land of Palestine and many countries shall be overthrown that's almost like they are taking over all the lands in the glorious land that look like what people have been prophesying that the northern Russia they think Russia is going to come down anytime against Israel because they have their own agenda or because they are just uh, academy they didn't like uh, the what's going on in history okay that's look like it's, and when look at what is happening here look like the king of that they are talking about is going to come not just against Israel it's going to come over all the countries in that neighborhood and try to just take them take them over and if you look at what is going on right now the United Nations seems to be having so much power that they might said these countries where there are just too much trouble the Middle East why don't we just send an army of United Nations army and just take over all these countries that are having trouble so that before they do any do any havoc to the world and that looks like what is being prophesied here because the king of the north coming with why want to take every country over 
It's what it says. It said that, and shall enter into the countries and shall overflow and pass over. It shall enter also into the glorious land and many countries shall be overthrown. Whether that is being planned or not, this seems to be what the angel is saying. What is the, who is the king of the north that could do this? Maybe the, the, the United Nations in collaboration with the Russian power and the, and the European power, the, the, the European economic community. Who knows? Maybe they are already planning this in the background. It looks as if they are trying to take over all those countries in the Middle East that look like they are troublemakers. Because they may be thinking of that right now. Or maybe they are not thinking about it, but look at what he said. He said that many countries will be overthrown. So whoever is this king of the is doing this, some people thought it was just Russia that would do it. But Russia would dare not do it by itself. Most likely it could be some something else like European economy with the United Nations going on and maybe the American will say we don't agree with this anyway and they will go ahead with the Russian leading to go ahead and just overthrow all these countries of the Middle East that are causing trouble and this is what we think we see that is being prophesied like it could happen that way it may not happen that way but it's a world war that will take place in the Middle East centralized around Jerusalem and I'll bring to you the book of Daniel, the book of Zechariah in a moment to describe this. You may say, well, all we are saying is still look like we are just postulating. We do not see because this is not history. When it is not history, then it becomes like a guesswork. Or we can look at the news and say, maybe this is what's going to happen. But the one that is history that has already taken place, when we look back at history, that is precisely what we can point and say, this is what prophesied, this is what happened, like the, how the Messiah came and how the Messiah was cut off. But this that is yet to happen, we can only guess. Looking at the world events now, and looking at what was prophesied, and say, this most likely is how it will happen. So don't fault this explanation, but just say it could happen that way, and it may not happen that way. But it's precisely what the angel is saying is, some kings of the north will come down south upon Jerusalem, and countries will be taken over. So who is this king of the north? Will it be just one country like Russia, or will it be the conglomeration of countries in the northern part that may be leading the United Nations into that direction? Because right now, there are four or three or four major powers that have a, a say in the United Nations, like China, America, maybe Russia, and maybe another country, that they can decide and say, this is what the Security Council should do. One of them may say, we are not going to support it, but the other can still go ahead and, and try to implement it. And then, there could be a trouble if the one that does not support it wants to stand in their way. And this is what you see right here. He went further in verse 42. He said, it shall, verse 41, He shall enter also into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown, but they are, these shall escape out of his hand, even Edom and Moab and the sheep of the shield of Ammon. Almost like saying some countries in the Middle East will not still be able to be overthrown by this new, what you call a campaign. It's like a campaign. Look at what is happening right now. America military campaign and they just overthrew Afghanistan with this with this idea of a campaign to to subdue the terrorists. If another country tried to do that same thing in that end of the world, that is what the Bible is seem to be pointing out to us here. That at the time of the end, a northern kingdom will just try to carry up a campaign to overthrow all these countries like that. Let's say like Russia went uh, like America and his uh, and his own allies went against Afghanistan. Let's say they didn't want to stop at Afghanistan. They say let's take out Iraq. Why? Because they, they have been troublemakers. Let's say they want to come back and say, let's take out Sudan because they also participated in this uh, terrorist campaign. And they also say, maybe we want to take overthrow Libya and get, all of, get rid of uh, their leader. 
and that is a campaign when you have a military campaign like that, that is exactly what this prophecy seems to be saying. There will be another kingdom that want to raise up a military campaign and that will come down south and begin to overthrow all those countries that will include the land of Palestine and the and Jerusalem and the glorious land. That's the glorious land is the land of history. Now that is being prophesied here that it, something will happen like that, but it will be resisted because that type of campaign will resist it. America was able to go to Afghanistan because he was able to get all the major powers of the world on his side. Okay? Nobody has resisted him. He could, maybe he could go against another Iraq or against Libya and they will still, still be supporting him. But when they begin to resist, that is when it becomes another country resists him, another big country resists him and says you can't do it and if they went to do it and that country come against them, that becomes a world war. That is what we are talking about. The second world war was fought like that. The the, the German country by Adolf Hitler wanted to start a campaign to take over all the countries in Europe and then he was succeeding, he took over uh, countries like France was taken over, he took over Austria he took over most of those other countries, Poland until there was resistance from the other countries from England and from Europe and from America that started the war and then from Russia because he wanted to take over Russia. That was a campaign that Adolf Hitler started to expand and to overthrow all these countries. And that type of campaign will, campaign will always be resisted by other bigger powers. And that is what the angel is prophesying here, that the king of the north in verse 41 will come down like a campaign, military campaign, either to overthrow or to start to, to claim that he's trying to stop a, a violence or cause all these troublemakers to overthrow them and make them no be troublemakers and put their Iraq government there, like America is doing to Afghanistan or they will try to do it against Iraq and so on. That is the campaign that the angel is prophesying here, and it will take place just like that. But we don't know which is the king of the north that will do this. Will it be just Russia, or Russia will be able to come with the, with the European countries to come and do this? We do not know yet because we are still looking ahead into the future. But the angel said it will happen. And verse 42 said, But the land of Egypt shall not escape them either. And verse 43 said, It shall have power over all the treasures of gold and silver, which means they will be rich enough to do this. And Libya and Ethiopia shall be at its time. It will go far down to take over all those countries like Libya. Uh, like I just mentioned, Libya has been a, 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 a turn in the neck of America all the time that they say Gaddafi has been uh, their king, their ruler Gaddafi has been sponsoring terrorists. And that looks like exactly what the prophet is saying, that this king of the north will come and begin to take over all those terrorist, terrorist countries or countries that have been sponsoring terrorism. And that looks like what is going on right now. The stage is set. Can you see the stage set when America is doing something? Maybe when America is starting, another country would like to do the same thing. And it may be resisted at the end because it's going to be resisted. And let's look at how it's going to be resisted here. So, the tidings out of the east, verse 44. The tidings out of the east, which means the eastern bloc will not agree with what that northern country is doing. The, the eastern bloc will be like China and Japan. When they begin to say, no, we don't agree with this. Maybe United Nations from the north bringing all the Europeans and America, Russia down south will be, will be trying to do this. Maybe it's the United Nations that is doing this campaign and China will say, no, we don't want to agree with this because he said the tidings out of the east will be the first one to trouble him. And out of the north, which means other countries from the north also that will not agree with this thing that is taking place, shall trouble him. Therefore, he shall go forth with great fury to destroy and try to make away many. Which means after the there have been some resistance, whoever is doing this campaign 
we now say we just destroy everything all i mean it's no more like let's make peace here you wanted to just destroy everything almost like if they have nuclear weapon like i said in the other broadcast if the uh, if the nation of israel is the one that is really doing this that is if the king of the north is talking about it's not the king of Iraq, or if the king of the of uh, of israel that is doing this and they try to come against him he may also use this nuclear weapon so whoever is being told you see what we are realizing in this prophecy is that we don't know who the he is talking over he's talking of the king of the north or the king of the king of the center or the king of the south unless he mentioning that king of the south so this chapter gave us a general plan of what will happen at the end of the world but we that are watching this news events in this generation can see the pattern being laid we can see the end in prophecy that this is how it's going to happen the detail we may not know but it's all laid out that the way the world has been formed and shaped right now it will fulfill this prophecy to the letter anytime soon it only takes the wrong leader to take over and begin to do this campaign and there will be resistance and there will be world war and watch Japan the Lord told me that watch Japan also when it comes to who is going to initiate this world war and verse 45 said and he shall plant the commands of tabernacles of his palace between the seas in the glorious holy mountain yet he shall come to his end and none shall help him we have always attributed this particular part of it to say actually it's talking of the antichrist who is going to come like the prince of the roman empire but by that time he will actually be ruling from jerusalem so it's no more like the king of the north it's actually the king of the center that is exactly what this prophecy is talking about. That is this Antichrist leader of the world that more or less suddenly moved his headquarters to Jerusalem. And people have been watching the papacy that they are trying to move the headquarters to Jerusalem. Or the United Nations trying to take over that part of the world and so say, let's just make it the United Nations Center so that there will be no more fighting between the Arabs and the Israelis. All of those movements or talk or secret plan are being watched by we prophetic scholars and they are almost fulfilling these scriptures but the bible said that is how it's going to be at the end of the world but what really will take place you will see it in the book of Zechariah chapter 14 where the lord actually was saying this detail we have we have read here in the by this angel is telling us so much detail of what we happen but this is the summary of it in Zechariah chapter 14 verse 1 and 2 god is talking to the prophet said behold the day of the lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee for i will gather all nations against jerusalem to baru and the city shall be taken and the houses rifled and the women ravished and half of the city shall go in forth into captivity but the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city then shall the lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of baru and his feet shall stand in that day over the mount of olives which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a very great valley, and half of the mountain shall remove toward the north. That is when God comes down to, to deliver his land. Like I said before, I said that land does not belong to the United Nations. That land does not even belong to the Israelis that are there or to the Arabs or to the Palestinians. The land belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. The seed of Abraham that was prophesied in the Bible, that God promised that promise to was talking about Christ. The seed is Christ and not just the Jews or the Israelis. It's to one seed. The promise was given to one seed and that promise was the seed of Abraham is actually the, the Christ, the King, the son of, the son of God. 
and he came as a human being a Jewish man and the land belonged to him that was the seed that was promised so which means the whole land that God is promised actually belonged to the Messiah the Lord Jesus Christ now the Jews in that generation didn't accept him as the Messiah so they crucified him so he was cut off from his land now they are still fighting on that land the Arabs are fighting over it the the Jews and the Israelis are fighting over it it does not belong to any of them the United Nations thinks they have to control it it's not belong to them either the Messiah owns it and he's going to come down to destroy them all and take it over and then give it to whomsoever he will like he said he told the apostles he said I give you positions in my kingdom the kingdom belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ and he gave them to be rulers over the tribes of Israel and the saints of God from all the Gentile world will be given the rest of the world the rest of the planet earth to rule and reign with Christ forever and ever so the earth belongs to us the Christians they may persecute us they may mistreat us but the land the whole world belongs to the saints the Bible, of, the Bible said in the, by the prophecies of Daniel chapter 2 where the stone was cut without hand that is the kingdom of God to heed the United Nations government and the stone and the image of the world at the end of the world which is defeat and break into pieces and the kingdom and the greatness of the kingdom of the earth shall be given to the saints of the most high and do you like to be one of the saints that's my king my, my information to you that's my request that's my invitation to you would you like to be one of the saints of Christ you have to bow your head and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior because this planet belongs to Jesus like I said that he is the seed of Abraham that the land was promised and he was cut off from his own land and the people that cut him off are still saying they don't believe him but they are still saying this land belongs to our great grandfathers but the land really belongs to the Messiah Christ and he's given it to those whom he has selected among the Jews that are born again, that are saints of the Most High God, and among the Gentiles, the whole world belongs to Him, and is given to the saints of God that are from among the Gentiles. So we are going to reign all over the world. But do you want to be one of them? You've got to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you've got to invite Him in right now, and ask Him to set you free from sin, because that's how you become saints by He giving you power to become a son of God. As many as receive Him, to them gave He power to become. The sons of God. Do you like to be a son of God so that you will be a partaker of the kingdom of this of the of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our Father God very soon when Christ will take it over and we want you to be part of them. Say it after me right and say, Lord Jesus, I believe you. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I renounce sin today. I repent for my sins. I know and now take that you are the Son of God. You died for me on the cross and you rose again. Come into my heart and make me a new creature. I will live for you from today. I will, I, will, I, will, I want to be in your kingdom that is coming. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray for those people that are listening. Touch them and give them the Holy Ghost. Let them live a clean life from now on. Believing and trusting God. Ready to live their life for Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to write to me so that I can send you some more exhortation. There's, there's a message that I wrote that I said, Who is this great king of Jerusalem? Is the Lord Jesus Christ. The prophecies pointed to him that he is the great king of Jerusalem. No matter who is the king right now or who was the king before, they have never been the greater king. The king of Jerusalem that is the great king must have a triple crown ministry. He must be a king, he must be a priest, an high priest, and he must be a prophet. And only Jesus Christ fulfilled the three. And I prove it from the scriptures. Who is this great king of Jerusalem? Is the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's the one that's coming to take it over. Because the seed of Abraham that was promised the land is the Messiah. Those that refuse him, that say he's not the Messiah, they are all going to be gone. They will be destroyed, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. 
So that's why you've got to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and live for Him. Let Him fill your heart with Holy Ghost. Right to Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050. God bless you. On the internet, our web address is gospeldistribution.org. www.gospeldistribution.org. You can send us email from the internet and you can send us email to webmaster at gospeldistribution.org. God bless you.